Strange Talk with Doc. I am your host, Doc, naturally. I wanted wanted to wait until after the inauguration was done to do this podcast because I wanted to see what was going to be the reaction in the streets of America. We'll get to that in a minute. But I want to thank Kenya. For some strange reason, Strange Talk with Doc went to number one in Kenya in the news category. And I also went to number one. 25, I'm sorry, in the news entertainment category. And I don't know why, but I appreciate you, Kenya. I thank you very much. I also went to 104 on Apple in Germany. Why? Once again, I do not know. Now, one of the things that I do want to talk about, we'll talk about a lot of things, but I'm going to keep it brief. I'm going to keep it fast. I do not want to bore you. I want you to go on with your life, but I also want you to enjoy the podcast. Uh, One of the things I do want to talk about is if America starts treating other people the way they treat, and I'm going to say me personally, a black man in America, all the bullshit in this country will cease in a heartbeat. Trust me when I tell you that, and I'll explain that as I go along. But let's get to COVID. COVID COVID-19, 25 million U.S. cases, 406,000 deaths. Worldwide, 94 million people affected, 2.1 million deaths. Outrageous. I cannot wait for this vaccine to be massively produced and everybody gets the opportunity and the chance to take this vaccine to see that if it works, because we need our lives back in 2021. We sacrificed every human being for the most part on the planet, sacrificed a year of their existence because they could not go about life as normal. You couldn't eat out at restaurants, you couldn't travel, you can go on vacations, marriages, funerals, things of that nature. Just wanted to breathe, relax. People work hard. We need this. If there's a God above, he will grant us this. And not to say that everything that revolves around a God above and us living a life that we want to live are not mutually exclusive. He could still exist, and this is just something that we have to go through. But we also hope and pray that this is something that passes and it becomes a part of our memory and not our everyday existence. We lost some people this week. We lost Siegfried. From Siegfried and Roy. He was 81 years old. I got the pleasure of seeing Siegfried and Roy in 1996 on May 26, 1996. I remember the date because it was my first anniversary. The night of my wedding, me and my wife went to the show. We still have a picture from that show. It was an awesome experience. I did not appreciate having a full blown tiger so close because we was in like the front row. And this big, humongous white tiger kind of just sashayed right by us. It was kind of horrifying. I ain't going to bullshit you. I'm an old man, but I ain't no match for no fucking tiger. So let's cut it out. Don Sutton, a Hall of Fame pitcher for the Dodgers. He pitched for many, many years. All through my youth, Don Sutton was a pitcher in the major leagues. He made it to the Hall of Fame, and he passed away at the age of 75 this week. And also, no rest in peace, but Phil Spector died. And that's enough of that. So 
the Powerball jackpot was won last night in Maryland. $730 million. I hope that that $730 million not only changes the life of the winner or winners, but also changes the lives of a lot of other people that this person has it in their heart or these people have it in their heart that they will use some of these funds to help others get ahead in life. Now, tomorrow, which is Friday, January the 22nd, Mega Millions is $970 million, people. I'll repeat that. $970 million. For $2 tickets, you get an opportunity at least to go to bed tonight and dream about all kinds of wild fantasies that you may have if you won $970 million. I don't even need the whole $970 million, to tell you the truth. I wouldn't care if I shared it with a hundred different people. I don't care if I shared it with a thousand because $9.7 million would make a drastic difference in my life. I don't know about you, but it would make a difference in my life and I would appreciate it. So like I said, we got a, we got this vaccine out there and we're hoping for the best. I still have not been called. Nobody has reached out to me as of yet on my website or via email or text saying that they have got their vaccine. Uh, so it's still a mystery to me. It's, it's always the others before everybody else. You know, Trump pardoned 143 people before, pardoning gave clemency to 143 people before he left office. And it was expected. And there's some dubious people that he gave pardons and clemency to, but that's the way he has operated for four years. And by the way, I'm going to say for the first time in a long time, I appreciate being an American. I love my country. I don't believe that there's any place else on this planet that I could have lived the life that I've lived, but in the United States of America. So I appreciate America. I am not anti-American. I am anti some of the things that happen here. I'm anti some of the systems that are in place here. I'm anti how others are treated and others are treated totally different. I'm a black man from America. I'm from Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. I grew up with the Jump Out Boys. Do you know what the Jump Out Boys are? If you're a white person anywhere in the world, more than likely you do not know what the Jump Out Boys are. The Jump Out Boys, real briefly, you're standing on a street corner. You're standing on a stoop. You could be in business attire and these one or two cop cars pull them unmarked. These guys out of uniform and they hop out of these cars very aggressively on you and they demand to know where the drugs are. They demand to know where the guns are. They demand to know names of people that you might not even know or ever heard of. And this is a part of my life, a part of my existence, a part of my growing up. I hate the jump out boys. I'm glad that I don't have to deal with them. But during the Rudy Giuliani administration in New York City, they were a weekly occurrence basically to me. And it was always the same question. Where's the drugs? Where's the guns? Do you know where such and such is? Like I said, the only thing that they had was the badge and the gun 
Other than that, you didn't even know if they were stick-up kids or who they were. But this is how they approached you, and this is how the law let them deal with us in New York City. And that is not a lie. That is not a... I'm not exaggerating. This is 100% facts. Now, if you grew up in the suburbs where you did not experience that, or you grew up in a country where this is not normal, good for you. And I appreciate that you didn't have to go through it. But you should learn to understand the differences between what some people go through and what other people go through. And we would not have riots. We would not have mass demonstrations by armed individuals. If those individuals were treated the same way black people would be treated if they did the same thing. Don't forget when the Black Panthers in the 1960s stormed the Capitol building in Sacramento, California, and they were carrying arms. They made laws on the books that banned these type of guns so that this could not happen again. Now, we had a lot of threats this weekend. We had a lot of, we had states of emergency. We had all these troops in Washington. And hopefully, I mean, thankfully, this thing jumped off very peaceful. And I appreciate the work, the energy and effort that was put in by the troops, the police, the FBI, Homeland Security, to make sure that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris had a peaceful day of no demonstrations and that this country got to shine internationally like it's supposed to shine. We are beacon. We are not something to be held under the steps. We are the bright light that shines for the world. And that's the way we're supposed to be. But for four years with this Trump in office, a man who became the first president to ever be impeached for the second time. Now, where they go with this, I have no clue where they go with this. Do they waste time with this? I don't know. But I would think for the betterment of Americans and the betterment of the world in general, that we would do something to make sure that Donald J. Trump is put in a position where he can never hold public office again. If we do that, then we have won. If we make sure that he cannot hold public office again, even as dog catcher, excuse me, <clears throat> it would be the, for the betterment of all mankind because he is an embarrassment. He left as an embarrassment. He entered as an embarrassment. Joe Biden showed class from the moment that he took the stage. From the first words out of his mouth, he never used on the greatest, biggest, bestest, any foolishness like that. He did not speak division. He spoke unity. And that's something that we can use. Trump last week was a hell of a last week, an embarrassment of a last week. He blamed Antifa for the Capitol storming when we all know that that's not true. There's rumors out there that he's refusing to pay his own good buddy Rudy for his legal work. I mean, you know, Douche Bank and Signature Bank had to sever ties with the man and his organization. He comes out and says he wants to start this Patriot Party. Really makes no sense. More division, destroying, doing his best to destroy the GOP, which I guess was part of his goal to begin with, you know. But the, like I said, they had to declare a state of emergency because of what happened at the Capitol. And they were not sure what was going to happen at every state capital. They were supposed to be the largest armed 
protests in the history of America take place. Now, as I speak to you at about 7.45 a.m., the day after the inauguration, which is 1-21-21, there weren't really, other than Portland and a little bit of places here and there, there was no armed demonstrations. There were demonstrations, but not armed by masses. These Boogaloo boys, these Proud boys, they were nowhere to be found. Uh, and I am personally glad about that. You know, to tell you the truth, Pence had a chance to be a rock star I mean, and invoke the 25th Amendment and remove Trump from office about a week before this inauguration, but he chose not to. I guess he's trying to protect uh, his future also, you know. Paula disappeared. Uh, Amazon, Apple, and Google removed them. Uh, this was a social media site that uh, perpetuated violence, rumors, lies, and innuendos. And so if we can get rid of things like this without censorship, I do not believe in censorship. I believe that if even if a person is full of hate, they have the right in this country to spout that hate, as long as they don't incite violence. There's a difference between inciting violence and spouting off at the mouth. And you have that right to spout off the mouth. Strange Talk with Doc would not even exist without being able to spout off the mouth at the president, the man who was the sitting president for four years in America. I would have been arrested. I would have had Gestapo-type troops stomp my door, kick my door, drag me out, put me in a holding cell take my freedoms and rights away from me. But that did not happen. That mayor of D.C., uh, Muriel Browser, I didn't know what the hell she was up to, man. She did not do a good job during that Capitol uh, riots, insurrection, coup d'etat fail. I thought that the police there should have been more on point. But that being said, I hope that going forward, she does a much better job, that she has people now she can work with. She can work with Biden. She can work with Harris. She can work with people inside that administration, Bill Barnes, because as far as I know, the mayor of D.C. and the president of the United States was not getting along very well to begin with. And now that's another Band-Aid that needs to be placed on a festering wound that he created. He created a lot of festering cancerous wounds that now have to be healed. And it's up to people in office to do what they say and mean what they say at all times, even if it's not pleasant. Just mean what you say and we can work around it. Don't lie. You know, the womb raider, Lisa Montgomery, the first woman in 67 years in the federal penitentiary was executed. This might have been about a week or so ago, but I just wanted to bring that up. So, you know, because Trump executed, made sure that the 13 executions took place before he left office. Did some of these people deserve execution? I'm not God. I'm not pretending to be God. But am I upset that some of them are no longer on planet Earth? No, I'm not. That would be a lie. I'm not here to bullshit you. You know what I'm saying? So the PGA also stripped Trump's best Midler golf, bed mister golf course of the 22 PGA championship, which is good. He doesn't deserve any taps on the back. He doesn't deserve any accolades. He does not deserve anything 
to shine on him after what he's done. He should be treated like Frankenstein's monster. He should go down to Florida, lose his mind like uh, Al Capone and fish in his pool and just sit down there with the people who seem to love him. He can't do no wrong in Florida and, and live with that. Live with what you've done. You know, so the precincts now have to investigate themselves because they find a lot of officers were involved in this mega mob assault on the Capitol. So we have to now go in and we knew that we had to clean up the police department because of the way the police department has been treating brothers and sisters for over 100 years now. We know that they're embedded with racism. We know that they're dug in deep with racism. And that's some of the things that Biden actually spoke on. Now, Tucker Carlson with his bullshit saying, explain what a white supremacist, he's supposed to be an intelligent man. And I'm not going to waste a lot of time on that because that's just fucking foolishness for a man to be an anchor on Fox News and claim to not even know what a white supremacist is. Come on, man. Come on. So not only, like I said, did Best Midler Golf decide to say, Trump, fuck yourself. We had a lot of major organizations who told him, GE, Amazon, Verizon, Best Buy, they all told him that they no longer will donate to him. They will no longer donate to any political party that he's affiliated with or leading. He, they won't back any of his candidates. And that's a beautiful thing because you know what? When you do a crime, like these people on the Capitol, a lot of them are crying, all kinds of defense. I was only following orders from my president, as though the president himself personally called them and said, Joe Blow, do this, do that. No, they were waiting for an excuse. But we as grown adults, we, and that's redundant, we as adults have to take responsibility for our actions. There used to be this show called Beretta when I was growing up, and there was a song that led into Beretta said, don't do the crime if you can't do the time. Simple. Everybody knows it. If you are not willing to do the time for the crime that you commit, then think about it and don't do the action that is considered a crime. It's quite simple. So now hundreds of people are going to lose their lives. They're going to lose the right to bear arms. They're going to lose their freedoms. They're going to, they have destroyed their reputations. They're considered traitors. And you know what? This was something that they had an opportunity to think about before they drove hundreds of miles or hopped on a plane or took a train or got with some buddies online. They had a full opportunity to say, this is not what I am going to do. This is not the legacy that I'm going to leave for my family. So I have no empathy. I have zero sympathy for those who would do such a thing. Now, I'm a gun owner. I believe in guns. I don't want my rights actually changed a lot. I know that there will be some different viewpoints because the way the Republicans look at guns and the way Democrats look at guns are totally different in the United States of America. But I did find out, and, and this is through my own research, almost all the gun stores are kind of empty, especially online. I mean, we're talking no stock. Other than holsters and accessories, you can't find bullets. 
you can't find guns. Pocket guns have went out of almost, there are none. Pocket guns for those, and mouse guns for those who don't know, are what you would call your backup or smaller caliber guns, easier to conceal. Those are gone. I mean, now you could still find some 911. 1911s. You can still find some big 45s, things of that nature. But those guns are so damn big, you can't really conceal them well. And if you can, you're a better concealer than I am. And so, you know, good for you. But uh, secondary and backup and mouse, gone. I mean, and I don't know how much longer this is going to take to reverse. The gun companies must be ecstatic because they have been making hand over fist because so many of them have sold. So their business, even though a lot of mom and pop and regular businesses have suffered during the pandemic, bullets and guns have not suffered. But that's America, people. If you don't understand America, Americans love their weapons. America loves hunting. They love shooting. They love going to ranges. This is America, baby. So this is us. The last two episodes with Randall and his mother situation were outstanding. Very outstanding. If you're not a fan of This Is Us, get into it. Just give it a chance. View it and see how you how you like it. I'm also watching that Stephen King, The Stand. It's a very slow-moving uh miniseries. I'm up to episode five. Uh, I'm hoping that things pick up, but I am going to rock this out because I've I've already invested a couple of hours, so I'm enjoying it, but it's slow moving. I'm not going to sit here and say that it isn't slow moving. I am revisiting, and I'll be talking about this over the next couple of weeks. I'm revisiting all the stabler years on Law & Order SVU. I am now up to the middle of season three, uh, those were some outstanding shows. There was a lot of actors and actresses that you did not know or maybe didn't remember came through the door when they were younger, starting off their career. Maybe they were on Broadway or something of that nature. So I'm really enjoying the stable of years. The Good Doctor is outstanding. I really enjoy that program. I believe SWAT came back and 911 came back this week. I have not seen them yet, but I will. I also watched a very overhyped movie called One Night in Miami. One Night in Miami, to be God's honest, truthful, was boring. It was boring. Uh, I didn't like how they portrayed Malcolm. I didn't like how they portrayed Martin. I mean, uh, Muhammad. I didn't like how they portrayed Sam Cooke. I mean, I just didn't like it at all. It was nothing that I could really say, okay, well, you know what? Watch it for this. No, I mean, you had Muhammad Ali, not even sure if he wanted to be a Muslim, but he's going to become a Muslim. Does that make sense to even you? Didn't make sense to me. So, you know what? Regina King is shitting diamonds and everybody's sucking her ass and that's just the way it is. And It'd be like that sometimes for people. They can't do no wrong, even when it's not what it's supposed to be. See, this is a problem with honesty. Nobody can be honest. We such sycophants. You can't even tell somebody, you know what, sister? I love you to death, man. I love the work that you put down. I like seeing where you came from as a child actor to becoming an Oscar, Golden Globe, Emmy winner. And those are beautiful things. But sometimes things are not up to snuff and you can say it. 
and it's not a bad thing. Now, the Foo Fighters released the album called Medicine at Midnight. It's the first album to actually go on my best album list of 2021 because I will be doing a show, Best of or the Year in Review, where I review the highlights, low lives of TV, deaths, news events, sporting events, and all things that I think were newsworthy in 2021. So, Foo Fighters, thank you for giving me my first album. Like I said, once again, it's Medicine at Midnight. And some of the standout songs on there are Making a Fire, Shame, Shame, Cloud Spotter, Waiting for a War, Medicine at Midnight, Holding Poison, and Love Dies Young. Those boys, Foo Fighters, still rocking hard, man. I got nothing but love and respect for them, and I appreciate them. Now, something that made me scratch my head, and I don't understand this. The members of Congress are required to use gender-exclusive language, referring to fathers, mothers, sons, daughters, brothers, sisters, husbands, and wives. They are now to be changed to parent, child, sibling, and spouse. So we are taking out brother, sister, husband, daughter, father and mother to make them into something just parent, child, sibling, and spouse. Who are they trying to appease with this? Why can't a woman be called a sister? Why can't a woman or man be called a brother or daughter? Why do they only have to be referred to as a sibling? I mean, that makes it unpersonal. You know what? So what you have a transgender brother or a transgender sister didn't you could refer to them as that. But I guess they're trying to remove titles. And I think it's very foolish. Congress sometimes overstates, uh, oversteps their bounds. And this is one of those times they overstep their bounds. Congratulations to Bill Belichick for turning down the Presidential Medal of Freedom from Trump right after, right after the Capitol riots. I think it was maybe the next day he had Annika Sorensen and Gary Player, who got played by both going in there and accepting. But Bill Belichick, I appreciate you for saying no. It's not the proper time. And I know it's a hell of an honor. And to turn down a hell of an honor, but because of the timing and the person giving it to you, sometimes it cheapens it. So you got to do what's right for your legacy. And he kept his legacy intact by doing the right thing. So once again, congratulations, Bill Belichick. The UFC had a card last week, Max Holloway versus Calvin Cater. I really didn't enjoy this card. It was the first card of 2021. It was slow moving. Every fight seemed to go the distance. I like cards with long fights, but I also like knockouts. I like submissions also, so I'm not going to bullshit you. Last night, Dana White, ESPN, you do not get off on this one, did an abomination. ESPN. ESPN and Dana White should both be ashamed of themselves. We know that Dana White is a big Trumpite, but he decides of all day in the middle of the day, a Wednesday at 9 a.m. to have the prelims and 12 in the afternoon to have the main card on inauguration day versus Joe Biden. If you don't think that this was something that was done strategically by Dana White, and for ESPN to fall into this trap, they should have made him 
put this on pay-per-view. They should not have been a party to this. They should have allowed the incoming president and vice president to have their day. But they decide to put on the Michael Chessier, Neil Magley card. I mean, when do we get a UFC card on a Wednesday? In the morning, 9 to 3 o'clock, same time that the inauguration would be being held to give, I guess, his fellow Trumpite brothers and sisters an alternative. So Dana White, once again, you're a fuck up, man. What you did was a shitty move and you shouldn't be forgiven. You should be called down on the carpet. And if nobody else, this little man here on Strange Talk with Doc is calling you out, I say fuck you for doing such a bullshit move. Now, not to say that I will not be watching Dustin Poitier, Conor McGregor 2, which will be this Saturday coming up. That one's going to be on pay-per-view. I'm all there for that. I want to see what Conor has. I'm hoping the diamond, Dustin Diamond Poitier, has enough to put Conor out of our lives for good. But we shall see. Alabama won a national championship over number three Ohio State, 55-24. It wasn't even really a game. Devonta Smith won the MVP of the game, and he also won the Heisman Trophy Award. And as you know by now, James Harden has already started his career after being traded from the Houston Rockets to the Brooklyn Nets. He started off his very first game with a triple-double. I mean, they lost last night in um, double overtime. Now it's how do Kyrie, KD, and Harding all play together. We shall see. It should be pretty interesting to see how that works out. Now I'm going to run down a couple of NBA games that I think are pretty good that will be coming on between now and my next broadcast. Tonight, you got the Lakers versus the Bucks. The Pelicans are playing the Jazz. Friday, you got the Celtics versus the 76ers. The Mavs versus the Spurs. The Nuggets versus the Sun. OKC versus the Clippers. Saturday, you got the Warriors versus the Jazz. And the Heat versus the Nets. The Rockets versus the Mavs. I mean, some of these teams have to play each other multiple times because they're trying to keep travel and things like that down to a bare minimum due to COVID-19. And also the Nuggets versus the Suns. Sunday, the game I have listed is OKC versus the Clippers. So the Eagles fired Doug Peterson. He was their coach for five years. He won a Super Bowl with them. I thought that he stuck with Carson Wentz way too long. He didn't put Jalen Hurts in there quick enough, but maybe the owner, as you could see, picked sides. He picked the quarterback over the coach. I'm hoping that this come back to bite them in the ass, that Carson Wentz is really not as good as people think he is and that he will continue to play bad. I'm a Cowboy fan. I hate the Eagles. So that's just the way that goes. Urban Meyer gets hired in Jacksonville. I have nothing really good to say about Urban Meyer. He has a winning record. He seems to allow this, that, and the other to happen. He turns a blind eye. He's left programs in bad situations. Uh, The Rooney rule is once again proven to be a joke. Coaches are being hired left and right, but Eric Bieniemy might end up back in KC as only an assistant this year because nobody's willing to either hire him or wait until the season ends on February the 7th, is Super Bowl Sunday. You wait till then, 
You interview this man and you hire him prontissimo. Why this man has to wait a whole, probably a whole nother year to get a head coaching job is puzzling to everybody. It's just as puzzling as Deshaun Watson having to suffer through another season as a Texan. I am wishing Deshaun Watson out of Texas. Houston is killing his career. He is too talented to be suffering through that situation. And I wish him the best, man. I, I really wish that somebody could make some moves. You know, I think this is a perfect opportunity for the Jets. If they're about something real, they package up some of those picks. They send them to Houston with maybe a player or two. They got this new head coach, Salah, and see what goes on from there. So the Rams lost to Green Bay 32-18, to which puts Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers in an NFC Championship game. The Ravens lost to the Bills 17-3, to which puts the Bills in the AFC Championship game. I'm sorry, Green Bay is in the NFC Championship game. Uh, the Chiefs beat the Browns 22-17. I think the Browns blew a golden opportunity when Patrick Mahomes got hurt. I, they allowed this quarterback to come in who was cold, hasn't played in God knows how long, and actually just maintain enough where he did not hurt Casey, and he actually threw a pivotal pass on fourth down with very little time on the clock. It was game-clinching. So the Chiefs are in the AFC Championship game. But we have to think about what is the contingent condition of Patrick Mahomes. Will he have lingering effects from that concussion? And we shall see Sunday. And the Bucks, Tom Brady beat Drew Brees, who looked horrible, 30 to 20. And so Tom Brady will be going to an NFC championship game after going to like 9 million AFC championship games. So this has been a very successful season for Tom Brady because he has proved that he could win without Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick did not do the same. He did not prove that he could win without Tom Brady. Not as of yet. Maybe next year, maybe the year after, who knows. But right now, you cannot say that he has proven that. So Sunday, we got the Bucks versus Green Bay. My head tells me and my heart tells me that Aaron Rodgers will not be denied from going to the Super Bowl and he will beat Tom Brady in the Bucks. Even though if the Bucks won, it wouldn't be a shock. But the Bucks defense is going to have to show up big time and be an Aaron Rodgers ass. Basically, they're going to have to shut down Devontae Adams. Uh, it's not going to be easy task because Green Bay has running, they have passing, and they have Aaron Rodgers, who's a very, I mean, he's a great quarterback. Great quarterback. The Bills are playing KC. Like I said, a lot depends on the condition of Patrick Mahomes. If Patrick Mahomes takes another hit and he gets rattled, can this Winky actually lead them for more than a quarter? Could he take over a game at halftime and keep them in there? Because the Bills have everything. The Bills are a standout team. They are strongly built. The defense is uh, good. It's serviceable. Their main problem to me is they allow a lot of big runs. But if I'm going to predict this game as a healthy Patrick Mahomes, I say the Chiefs, Green Bay is your Super Bowl. 
we'll talk about who wins that at another time because this is just not the time for that. Let's get through these games before we get ahead. Now, once again, before I get out of here, I want you to treat everybody that you possibly can like you would treat a good person, like you would treat somebody that you deem should be deserving of your respect. And not just because of something about them, if they're gay, if they're black, if they're female, that you feel that you have the right, some kind of crazy birthright to mistreat them because of that. There's enough of that. If we could do some kind of healing and it starts, this is grassroots shit. You talking grassroots. Grassroots is an individual on the ground floor who's not in the penthouse actually putting in the work. And the work is treat people like you want to be treated yourself. And if you do that, a lot of this bullshit here will end. We will stop the nonsense. Now, do I expect anything in the Biden administration, Harris administration to change dramatically and drastically when these things have been in place for hundreds of years? No. But can it get better? Yes. Can it be more realistic? Yes. Can we call a spade a spade? I hope so. But we need to work and not wait for just politicians. We need to kill these fringe groups. They need to be treated like they would treat a black group of young men. And if that happens, if America could actually look in the mirror and say that we treat our white boys better than we treat our black boys, Shit would change right then and there. Things would instantly change. If you would tell police they can't just fucking shoot a black dude sitting in his car who has a legal license to carry a gun, shit would change. A white person should not feel that they have the right to go in a fucking Capitol building and touch shit and walk around when they wasn't on a tour. Because if I did it, I'd be dead. Let's be honest. Well, this is Strange Talk with Doc. Please hit up my website. Matter of fact, I said I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to ask you to do anything. I'm not going to ask you to like, share, or anything. You do what you feel is best to help the show move on. And I'm going to tell you like I tell you each and every time, people. Peace to you and peace to yours.